Welcome to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. We hope you enjoyed the upcoming podcast and hope this time is empowering, inspiring, and helpful as you pursue the dream God has put in your heart. The participants of this podcast are not attorneys, and this recording is not to be considered legal advice. Please contact your local attorney's office where needed. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Call, the podcast in which we talk about topics that help churches and ministries protect what God has called them to lead. I'm your host, Marielle, and on today's episode, we will be talking about amplifying the church's voice with Justin Dean, founder of That Sunday Group. Justin is an author, church communications coach, and entrepreneur based out of Atlanta, Georgia. Justin, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, it is absolutely my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me on and uh, great to meet you. So for our listeners who may not be familiar with your work, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, a little bit about that Sunday group and how that got started. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, spent about five years in Seattle, Washington, where I was the communications director for Marshall Church and the Resurgence and uh, working with Mark Driscoll until that uh, church dissolved at the end of 2014. And before that, I had a marketing and, and advertising background, um, but uh, Mars Hill was what brought me into ministry. And so when that church uh, closed, I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, started uh, what has become the Sunday Group. Started out as a, a conference that we started called That Church Conference. And then we've evolved into uh, a number of different membership sites and resources for the church. Um, and we've been doing that about six years now. That's awesome. What are some of the different uh, resources that you offer? Yeah, we have uh, Courageous Storytellers. Uh, so CourageousStorytellers.com. It's a, a monthly service, 29 bucks, and you get uh, social media images for your church to post every day, just giving you content to, to put out on social media that uh, sparks engagement. We, you get sermon uh, kits, so you can uh, create a sermon series, and we provide all the graphics and everything needed for that around whatever topic or book of the Bible that you have. And then we provide practical documents and resources and PDFs, things like marketing plans um, and templates and guides and uh, you know whatever's relevant at the time. We try to create things that take as, as many things off your plate, really. Uh, our members will actually come to us and say, hey, you know, our pastor just told us uh, we're launching a book. We've never done that before. How do we do it? And we go, bam, here's a marketing plan, you know, a 40-page marketing plan for a book. Just swap out what you need and, and use it. Um, and they're just incredibly grateful for stuff like that. Obviously, churches are, are understaffed. You know, it's usually one person doing it all. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, if they have a team, they're, they're all working on different things like graphics and, and things like that. So, uh, that's one resource. We, we have SundayU.com, which is uh, training, video training uh, on different aspects of, of how to do church. Uh, so that's more of our educational site. And, uh, and then we've got the conference, that church conference, which is an annual conference here in Atlanta. And this year it's, it's all online, which we've, we've always streamed each year, but this year we're you know, kind of going all in with the digital experience since we couldn't gather together in person. And that's coming up uh, September 22nd through 25th. 
Yeah, that's so exciting. I was looking at that church conference website and you have an incredible lineup. I think there's about 80 speakers that are yeah. going to be involved with this. So what are some of, yeah. you know, what's one of the main things that you're looking forward to with this, this event coming up? Well, it's, it's been incredible because, uh, you know, for five years now we've done a big event here in Atlanta and we, you know, we rent out a church, uh, or, you know, we've rented out buildings before that. And, uh, you know, we've always sold out and we max out the space that we rent and, you know, within a two day conference, uh, we've jammed as many, I think as 10 speakers. And, you know, that's a lot for a two day conference for people to sit there and be able to take notes and, and everything we do and teach is pretty practical and hands-on and uh you know people walk away learn you know learning something new and and how to implement it um that week and so it's a lot to take in typically a conference like that you'd see you know four to six keynotes and maybe some breakouts um and so going online fully this year uh really has opened us up to say well why don't we just do a big massive event and uh, provide a ton of content that people can consume on their own time even so we've expanded it to four days we'll we'll stream the conference for four days we've got over 80 speakers uh just incredible speakers lead pastors um you know guys like ed ed stetzer and, and phil cook as well and then we've got just a ton of people practitioners working in the church who are ready to share what they've learned um and then a live stream over four days but you'll also be able to just pick and choose uh, which content you want to play on demand. And so I'm really excited about that because we're just going to just load people up with a ton of practical content that's going to last them all year long. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited for that because, you know, 80 speakers is a ton and we're actually adding a few more here uh, in the next week. And uh, it's going to be pretty incredible and excited for you guys to be part of it too. I know you, uh, you guys are uh, helping sponsor the event and make that happen. And it's, it's, it's people like you that uh, enable us to really do this. So thank you. Absolutely. Well, we're so excited to be a part. I know that our CEO, Nathan Camp, is going to be speaking on church planting, yep. compliance, and bookkeeping, which are, you know, fundamental aspects of <laughs> the church planting movement. Yeah. So, well, and that's the thing. We get we get so specific with these topics that it's like, hey, you need something on bookkeeping? Yeah, we've got a session on that. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you you will cover absolutely everything in this conference. So if you're listening right now and you are a pastor, leader, ministry leader, uh, you work in admin, you need to be at this conference. So we'll give you more details on how to sign up, but the conference will be September 22nd through the 25th. And it's going to be a virtual online experience. So you will be able to even do it at your own pace. I'm sure it's going to be great and you don't want to miss it. Hey there, listeners. We are so excited to have our first webinar on September 10th called Launch Legally. Our CEO, Nathan Camp, will cover the 10 steps to protect your church plant and eight steps to create an ordination program. Included in this super informative webinar, you will also get the opportunity to participate in a live Q&A. This is a must-attend webinar for every church planter, so sign up today at launchlegally.com. Again, that's September the 10th, and you can sign up today at launchlegally.com. We look forward to seeing you all there, and now back to the podcast.
So Justin, even with this year, I feel like it's so relevant and timely that this um, conference is taking place, that it's going to be online because we've been facing, you know, the church is facing so many challenges that we've never had to face before in 2020. And especially just in the areas of, you know, marketing and communication. Uh, so many pastors and leaders don't have the skill set of technology or marketing yeah. and communication. <laughs> and so it just, it just seems like um, this conference is, is really a must attend event. Um, and even, I just kind of want to take that topic and, and, sh- and shift gears a little bit and just talk from a, a leadership standpoint about what this year has brought, just some of the challenges. So from your perspective as you know, a, a communication specialist in the church, what are some of the main challenges you've seen face leaders today? And how have you seen, you know, them overcoming um, what's just been thrown at us from every angle this year? Yeah, it's certainly been quite a mess for for churches, just, just trying to, uh, you know, follow the rules and follow the different laws uh, and trying not to to live out of fear and make decisions out of fear, uh, but lead their people well uh, and really just keep their churches uh, alive. I mean, there were, you know, a few moments there where it was like, man, you know, if we can't meet for months on end, uh, how does that look for, you know, for the church? Um, And so a lot of churches were panicking. Um, I think we've come through that well. Um, Everyone kind of jumped together to say, here's how you do live streaming. Here's how you go live on Facebook. Here's how you can stream your service with your phone until you get something better. Um, everyone jumped on uh, online giving. Um, you know, we've talked to, to Tithely, to PushPay, um, to Rebel Give, to everyone. And they've seen just incredible growth in the number of churches who have signed up for the first time, churches who have, you know, rolled out online giving in a, a bigger way. Um, and I think that that's, you know, really telling they've, they've seen all, you know, all three of the big ones have said that giving, uh, across all churches has either plateaued or gone up, um, because people are, uh, giving for the first time online and people have stayed consistent with their giving or, or they're being more generous during this time, which is, uh, incredible. Uh, like I would love to just unpack those numbers, uh, someday and, and see what was going on. The stories behind that, you know? would be pretty incredible. Um, so we, you know, we saw, we saw churches prove that they could be resilient and jump on board with that technology. You know, a lot of churches struggled with it who have never done it before or churches who have purposely resisted it for years were forced to at least do it temporarily. Um, and the same with online giving as well. Some churches were just so, you know, adverse to it. Um, and you know, a lot of the congregants, you, you know, they love, you know, putting their tithes, in on Sunday or they love writing checks uh, and they were forced to say, well, if we want to continue to give, we've got to figure out how to do this online giving thing. And so we've seen that we've seen churches survive through that time. Um, And now the biggest issue I'm seeing is churches are starting to open up a little more, Um, you know, albeit with restrictions in most places, Uh, unless you're John MacArthur, then you just do what you want. (laughs) But uh, churches are figuring it out all in their own way. And uh, unfortunately, we're seeing them now abandon everything they've learned over the last, what, four to five months of being online. Because what we saw and what the world saw is that, A, church will never go away. Like you could literally take away our buildings and we will still be the church. We will still gather. 
yeah. whether it's online or in person or whatever. Um, and we will th- thrive and survive uh, and figure out ways to even continue to get donations and things like that. And so the world saw that. The world also saw pastors engage more on social media. Like across the board, pastors were so involved uh, in social media and interacting with people. They had this time, you know, a lot of the staff members had more time to engage online. Um, they quickly learned, hey, we can do so much more than just stream a service from our stage in an empty room. We can actually create content throughout the week. So a lot of churches were creating content um, and doing devotionals and just going live and really trying to meet the needs of people and gather those needs um, and, and reaching out to them personally. Um, churches were calling every single member. They were texting every single member, emailing every member, things like that. Even our own church is like 250 people. And uh, we would get calls directly from our pastors every, um, you know, every few weeks, uh, emails as well. Just like, Hey, checking in, what are you, you know, how's your mental health? How's your spiritual health? How are your needs? Do you, do you need money? Do you need toilet paper? Uh, you know, specific stuff like that. And that was great. But now churches are opening up and we're seeing that kind of die down a little bit. Um, and that's really disappointing to me because we, we saw the value in it. The world saw the value in it. And now they're seeing, oh, we're all just about our buildings. We're all just about gathering. Now I've got to come to you to get my needs met, to get, you know, uh, to have anyone engage with me. And even if you do show up on Sunday, uh, it's going to be a, hey, how you doing? If anything, um, and so that's, that's disappointing. I, I hope churches look back and just unpack what they learned through that season and learn how to apply it going forward. And that's a lot of what we do at the Sunday group. Uh, we have a phrase, um, you know, from Sunday to Sunday, because, you know, we provide a lot of resources and we, we help churches put together an awesome Sunday worship experience, but that's one thing. That's one thing they can do. Um, we as a church and as Christians have the ability to engage with people from Sunday to Sunday. And most of those people are online and social media, but they're out in the world too. And we need to be able to reach them there and engage with them there and actually get to know people there, uh, throughout the week. Yes, that's so true. That's so, so true. And even just with social distancing and everything that you know, we've been facing as a, a church body in the United States, it's just really, I think, amplified the need for that, that connectivity. It was a need that was already there, but I think it just revealed yeah. more of it. And yeah. I hope too that, you know, churches will take advantage of everything that we've learned and they'll, they'll just um, move forward with every, all of the different platforms that they've opened up. I mean, even at Start Church, we've uh, communicated with several ministries and churches that didn't even have a website before oh the pandemic. Yes. It, and it's so important to have an online presence. And so we even created, you know, a service called start sites, um, to help launch churches, um, into a online area. And we wow. even have another, um, pr- uh, service called start sites creative where for those pastors and ministers who are completely overwhelmed by, you know, taking on designing a website or they don't have the time, they can have a a specialist help them do that. And so, you know, it's just been incredible to see how even through this time of social distancing, uh, a global pandemic that I really see, I've seen God take that and he's actually expand a reach even more because we can reach so many people through online communication. And so, yeah. Um, that's definitely one of the positive things I've seen come out of this. And I hope too, like you were just sharing that churches will really take that and run with it, you know, moving mm-hmm. forward. 
um, and that we won't just lose that. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, I really hope so. I mean, you know, in a lot of ways, churches saw that, yeah, that they can have a bigger audience online. It gets difficult because that audience isn't always necessarily local. Um, you know, you, anybody can jump on and watch your live stream, you throw it on Facebook or on your website or something like that. Or, you know, you put out content on YouTube or Facebook, it obviously can be shared and, and, uh, people, you know, outside of your community might see it and that's great. Um, but it may not go back to your, you know, specific goals, especially for a church of maybe a hundred or 200 people who doesn't necessarily want to have a national stage or whatever. And so, you know, we see a lot of pushback with that of like, yeah, okay. You know, we had 3000 people watch our, our video, um, or this post went, you know, was seen by 50 different countries. Like that's awesome that we were able to share that message with that many people. But you know, what do we do with that? How do we actually get those people into church or into community? And I think that's where honestly the church needs to just unpack that and figure it out. There are ways that we can, reach beyond just our community. I mean, we're commanded to, um, and, and we're commanded to do more than just send a mission trip every once in a while to Africa. Uh, that's not reaching the nations that's reaching one nation in one way. Um, but we see literally all it takes is posting a video and we can reach many, many nations. Um, and so now we need to figure out, okay, how do we get those people into a path to discipleship that does not involve inviting them to our building downtown? Um, and, you know, frankly, yeah, that's something that doesn't exist quite yet. Um, it doesn't in some ways. Um, obviously, you can invite people into Facebook groups and things like that. Um, and that's one great step in the right direction. But, um, you know, that's what we need to be thinking about and putting our resources towards, putting our people towards to say, okay, how do we actually utilize the tools in front of us? Because it's massive, uh, the opportunity here. And we're really just as a whole, churches aren't touching it. Right, right. So what would you say, what are some first steps you feel like churches could take, or what are some questions we should be asking to start heading in the right direction? I think, you know, now is the time for churches to really address like their whole budget and where they put their resources. And I think the first step is, is putting that content out there, getting, getting it out there, um, trying to figure out what reach you have and in what way. Uh, so, you know, more than just your live stream, um, post clips and things like that on, on YouTube and Facebook and, and see what you can do with that. Um, and that means you might take budget from something else and hire a social media person or two. Um, it might mean, you know, hiring people that can create, um, you know, creative type stuff that you can put out and, you know, splitting up your sermon into uh, different content uh, to start with um, and, uh, and seeing where that goes. But, you know, I, I talk to a churches a lot of times where, where they'll say, we just don't have the, the budget. We don't have the money um, to hire someone. We've got so-and-so who, you know, is a stay at home mom who does our social media part-time or the worship pastor handles the website. You know, we don't have, money to hire a communications director, let alone a whole communications team. But then you look at what they're doing and it's like, okay, they're spending, you know, gosh, we, we analyzed one church. They ended up spending $40,000 a year just to produce the bulletin um, that they hand out on Sundays, which we've seen over the last six months isn't even relevant anymore. Um, and so like that specific church is saving 40 grand a year, uh, you know, this year, uh, if not more. 
but they were, you know, they had a, a full-time assistant uh, making, I think, $36,000 a year, something like that. And 80% of her time uh, was gathering the info for the bulletin, typing it into the bulletin in uh, Word or whatever, and right. then, uh, you know, printing that out, folding it, and then handing it out all for it to end up on people's, you know, car floors and the trash and stuff like that. Um, and then they, you know, they leased their copier and printed it all there, uh, the paper, everything. We added it all up. It was, you know, about 40 grand a year is what they were spending on this thing. And it was just this thick bolt and that nobody even cared about. Um, and then, you know, these churches have massive missions budgets, which is great. Um, but, you know, you're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes, um, you know, in addition to what they raise through fundraisers and stuff, the churches are actually putting budget towards sending missions trips of four or five people or whatever to different countries. I mean, I've been on one. We, we went to uh, Uganda, uh, me and my son, and it was great. But honestly, I, uh, you know, it was, it was a, a incredible experience for us. Um, and we were able to, to, you know, preach the gospel and, and uh, help out uh, a ton of people while we were there. Uh, but we came back and I just couldn't help to think like, man, we raised, I think it was five grand each. It was like 10 grand total. The church put in some money. I mean, just for me and my son to go, it was like 25 grand. Um, and then there were 10 people on the team. I mean, it was, you know, the whole trip cost a few hundred thousand dollars of the congregation's money and the church's money. And I just couldn't help but think, man, with that kind of budget, our little tiny church could do so much to reach not only those people because they all had phones. Um, you know, they don't have shoes, but they, they have phones. It was really you know, striking to me. Um, like we could, I still talk to some of those, some of the people in Uganda, uh, through WhatsApp, which is pretty awesome. Um, and you know, we could mobilize so much to reach them and so much more, uh, through social media, through websites, through digital means. Um, and it's just shocking to me that we throw so much money at weird things, but yet we don't have money to put towards something that's such a massive, massive opportunity to reach pretty much everyone in the world. Yes. That is mind blowing. <laughs> if you think about it, you know, even if you take a short term mission trip, but if you have money going toward, you know, those online resources, your impact doesn't just stay on that one time trip. It can, you can continually yeah. impact that community that you visited. <laughs> so yeah. to yeah. me, I mean, it, I, I think that what we're talking about here is just a change in mindset of just coming, you know, alive to the times that we're in and seeing the potential for impact um, in a new way and being open to um, changing our usual way of doing things because, yeah. um, you know, that it's time for the kingdom to spread in, in ways that can't be contained. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, you, you, look, you look at the world today um, you know, as, as we're recording this, there's several cities just burning in riots for, for several different reasons that are pretty irrelevant, but massive just issues going on in the country. Now it's, it's, uh, you know, it's an election year. It's very, very polarizing from both ends. Um, and it, it, I don't know. I just don't see the church involved in it at all. Like they're staying, they're staying away from it because they're, they're scared and, and, yeah. you know, rightfully so in a lot of ways you, you speak out on either end and, and uh, you risk literally being, you know, canceled or, or worse. Um, and uh, it's just, it's just a scary time. And it, it is, it's, it's like you said, it's time for the kingdom to come alive. Like it, it really never has before. 
um, and you look online and, and just, I don't know, I don't see, I don't see the church anywhere other than, Hey, watch our live stream or, Hey, come to our church. Cause we're open again, but wear a mask and RSVP please. You know, it's like, yeah. okay. I just don't know what we're doing. <laughs> so right. it's, uh, it's discouraging, but at the same time I, I see God moving and working and very excited to, to see uh, kind of just where we go, especially when the election's over. Yes, absolutely. Me as well. And you know, the church, God has given the church a voice. And I think that um, it's time for the church to find it and to be bold and speak up, you know, in these areas of social injustice and um, all the different, you know, <laughs> controversial things yeah. that we're seeing because yeah. we have to have a presence in the middle of this because um, God has something to say, you know, he, that he's equipped the body of Christ to be a light in the darkness. And um, so yeah. I, I'm believing for that to happen. I'm praying for it as well. And I think that there's, there's hope for it. Um, so Absolutely. we'll, we'll see what the next, you know, the rest of this year brings, but uh, uh, yeah, I do think like, I think it's Isaiah 60, you know, that says arise and shine for your light has come. Um, even though deep darkness covers the earth, the glory of God will rise upon you. And I think that's the call oh. of the church right now. And so love it. Look at you. It's, dark, it's time to shine. And um, I'm, I'm believing that's what we'll start to see more and more as, as things get dark. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're already dark, but yeah. you know what I mean? No, amen. I mean, uh, it can it can get worse, but honestly, um, it's we we can't live in fear. We don't need to live in fear. I mean, we should have hope, but we also need to take action. <laughs> yes, yes, I agree as well. Um, so, Justin, you know, it, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you today, having you on the podcast. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just curious, you know, are, do you have any other thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners just based on what we've been talking about today? No, I mean, I just, you know, I want to encourage them. It's, it's, it's a difficult time. Uh, a lot of your listeners may not even have the authority to do what they need to do if they wanted to. Um, and I think that that now's the time though for those people to, to speak up and be bold no matter what position you're in and, uh, and just fight for the church to, to thrive, not, you know, not just survive through what we've gone through, but uh, to take the time now to, to actually thrive and, and take action uh, in what are, whatever way uh, the Holy Spirit convicts you to, to do uh, find what you believe in and continue to, to push that message out. Uh, as far as you can and uh, adopt new ways to, to really reach people and make disciples like we're commanded to um, beyond what we've been doing. Like this is the year to, to change it up and, uh, and see what the church can really be. And so I, I hope that that's not discouraging to people. I hope that that's not, um, you know, feels like it's just such a daunting task sometimes. Um, but uh, I hope that, we can push through that and just work together. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's what we're all about is just trying to, to help resource and lift those people up to, to do the best that they can be. That's so good. I, I agree with you. <laughs> so um, what are some ways people can get in touch with your resources and how can they sign up for the conference coming up in September? Yeah, you can sign up for the conference at thatcc.com. So T-H-A-T-C-C.com. And uh, you'll see all the information there. It's only 97 bucks. Like you get, you know, for a hundred bucks, you get uh, all the content on demand plus the live stream. 
and uh, you know you can you can upgrade to a VIP ticket for 100 bucks more. Uh, gets you some live Zoom calls and and uh, fun stuff and a massive download of resources that we're including. Um, but uh, we you know we've been able to make it in- incredibly affordable uh, this year without having to you know rent equipment and chairs in a building and stuff like that. So very grateful for that. I know a lot of churches are grateful for that. Um, and so that's cool. Uh, you can find everything else out at uh, Sunday to Sunday.com. So Sunday to Sunday.com. And that will link you to all of our different membership sites and resources that we have. A lot of it's free. You can actually sign up there for Sunday insiders and we'll just send you free stuff. Uh, like literally, you know, download these images, download, you know, these resources every month. Um, absolutely free. And, uh, and then of course you can, sign up for the membership sites. If you, you want more, want something more consistent. Um, but, uh, you know, we're just trying to help, uh, and, you know, praying that a lot of the stuff is helpful for churches. Well, thank you so much. And just thank you again for being on the podcast today. And we look forward to seeing you at the conference in September. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. To register for the 6th Annual That Church Conference on September 22nd through the 25th, head to www.thatcc.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Beyond the Call podcast, and we hope that you can tune in again next week. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, please give us a call at 844-641-5718 or visit our website at startchurch.com. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Start Church Beyond the Call. Start Church has helped thousands of churches and ministries protect what God has given them to lead. Check out our website at startchurch.com or feel free to call at 844-641-5718. We would be honored to serve you.